Super Sunday, Water J. I can't believe it. It's like a dream come true. It's unbelievable. Yes, and we're gonna win. We are gonna win, no question. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Maddie Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. It's Super Bowl 56 this weekend, and we've got our picks loaded up for the game. Uh, a couple prop bets. I might even have a season-ending money line, Maddie, for you, but you'll just have to wait and see. Uh, first with me, as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, and uh, this is our Christmas, buddy. It's it's better than Christmas, really is. Um, well, it would be much better if the 49ers were playing this weekend, but it's still the Super Bowl, so that's uh, you know just like we predicted at the beginning of the season, Bengals uh, Rams matchup, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody knew it. <laughs> uh, just just so you know, last February after the super, last Super Bowl ended, they were twenty five to one to win their own division and one hundred and fifty to one. To go to the Super Bowl, sorry, to win the Super Bowl last February. Well, I wonder if anybody got down on that, eh? Uh, I don't know, but there is uh, what I will call the biggest cojones award, other than Joe Burrow. There was a guy that jumped in at halftime that I'm aware of that money lined the Bengals when they were down, what, three scores? Yeah, I believe so. Might have even been more. And that would be yourself. And that was what, uh, 11 to 1, I think? It was 11 to 1. Oh! Oh! Yeah, so it was a very for- nice day when the Bengals came back to win that game. Yeah. So. Um, You're never out with Joe Burrow there, although I need everybody to cool it out with the Joe Cool references. There's one Joe Cool, his name's Joe Montana. And unless this kid wins like more than four Super Bowls in four tries, then right. maybe we can talk about it. I think so. I mean, people have been talking about Joe Burrow this whole this entire playoff season. Um, I dug a little deeper and uh, came up with five lesser things that are known about Joe Burrow. So I'm going to fill you in. The top five lesser known things about Joe Burrow. Number five. Chuck Norris. Ask him for permission to speak. I heard another rumor that you were bitten by a king cobra. Yeah, I was. But after five days of agonizing pain, the cobra died. Number four. He gets solicited for fashion and style advice by James Bond. You're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Thank you. But I think my mouth is too big. No, it's the right size. For me, that is. Number three. When the tailor measures his inseam, he has to get out the yardstick. Jack says you've got a great big cock. Uh, well, I, don't know, I guess so. May I see it? Really? Please. Number two. His grade school nickname was Beer Can. What is it, son? I don't know, sir. But it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh, my God. It looks like a huge... Pecker! Oh, yeah. Wait. That's not a woodpecker, it looks like someone's... Privates! We have reports of an unidentified flying object! It is a long, smooth shaft, complete with two balls! What is that? That looks just like an enormous... Wang! Pay attention! I was distracted by that enormous flying... Willie! Yeah. What's that? Well, it looks like a giant... Johnson! 
And now, the number one... When he walks into the room, even porn stars reach for their astroglide. It raised a red flag to me with the astrogliding things and his outer body experiences. And then... I don't even know what you're talking about, first of all. What is astroglide? It's leaving your body and, and your soul. That's astral to projection. That's not astral glide. Well, the astral glide is a lubricant. Astral glide is what you use when you have sex. I use that during sex as well. But it's great for your ass. That is a disgusting act. All right, dude. Super Bowl 56 is on the way this weekend. It's time for us to make some picks. Let's fire it up. Yeah, Maddie, let's fire it up. All right, somewhat of a home game for the Rams as the Super Bowl is in L.A. And the Rams are the designated home team. Of course, the Bengals come into town. This is the first Super Bowl since the NFL started seeding postseason teams in 1975 that does not feature at least one team that was a number one or number two seed. Both these teams, of course, were number four seeds entering the playoffs. Uh, Interesting, though, uh, the Rams may have home field advantage, but the designated home team, which the Rams also are, uh, is 23 and 32 in Super Bowls. They've lost 11 of the last 15. And one more interesting fact, this is the second starting quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history between players selected first overall in the draft. So just before we get into the discussion, Andy, it's trivia time. Who were the first pair of quarterbacks drafted first overall to square off in the Super Bowl? Russell Wilson, one of them? No. Um, Somewhat recent, though. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning? Yeah, and who did he uh, square off against? Super Bowl 50. Cam Newton. Yeah, so very interesting game this sets up to be as obviously L.A. does have a world-class defense, but Cincinnati's defense has really come alive the back half of the season. And after I saw what Cincinnati's offense did to Kansas City, is any game really out of reach when Joe Burrows is back there? Well, what matters is that the players don't think it is. And (laughs) <laughs> that's one of the best things that Joe Burrow offers is a level of confidence that those bungles haven't had for three decades. Yeah, that bought him a lot of buy-in. I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah, for sure. And for, rightfully so. Rightfully, rightfully so. so. The guy came through the clutch. If you simply looked at the box scores, nothing flashy about it. Um, he just made the throws when he needed to. And the kicker made the kicks when he needed to. And they're playing really well as a unit. Uh, they certainly do not have the same star power that the Rams have. But, you know, tell that to Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Well, you mentioned Russell Wilson. Uh, That was 2013. Uh, Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. is going to be the second, the first second year quarterback to start in the Super Bowl. So Russell Wilson ended up winning his. Let's see if Joe, you think Joe Burrow has a chance? Because, of course, on the other side, you got Matt Stafford. Well, the the difference between Wilson and Burrow is that Burrow is actually 25, right? He redshirted for a year, so he's a little bit older than the other second year starting quarterbacks a little bit wiser you he can will see be that. the he will be the exact same age as wilson on uh that wilson was when he, they played the super bowl 25 Uh-oh. years 65 days old 
Wow. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, I I think he's got a shot. (laughs) I mean, he... He, nothing seems to face that guy. He's got ice in his veins. Uh, just an amazing thing. We, we've seen it. Uh, we've heard about it. Um, you know, how, how that's going to translate to this Sunday. You know, you mentioned the Rams being a home team. If you ask 10 people in Los Angeles who's playing in the Super Bowl, you're, <laughs> half the people wouldn't have a clue. Oh, no, they'll tell you it's Dre and Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. hi Remember back in the good old days when halftime was when football fans, you know, were out of the room taking a piss because Hooray for Everything was playing? Ladies and gentlemen, Hooray for Everything invites you to join them in a salute to the greatest hemisphere on earth, the Western Hemisphere, the dancingest hemisphere of all. Well, this one will be all right. I like who's playing or whatever. I just... I can't stand the fact that there's like an hour in the middle of a football game. I don't get to watch football. Well, I, I heard that last year's halftime show featured 14 different songs. <laughs> it's like, what? I mean, not in their entirety, obviously. Um, but now, conversely, I was going to say in, in Cincinnati, um, the head of the school board has offered the kids a day off on the Monday following. <laughs> so that's that's how these two uh, markets approach these uh, teams differently. So a um, lot more sentimental sentimental value on the Bengals. Um, and speaking of which, you got to feel good for their punter, Kevin Huber. He spent his entire 13-year career with the Bengals. He grew up in Cincinnati, and he played college at Cincinnati with the Bearcats. And he's actually got the most career games played with the Bengals and now he's going to the Super Bowl with his hometown team so good for him good for you Jack yeah he's been playing his ass off too the the whole Bengals special teams have actually they've done uh quite a bit on special teams uh throughout the playoffs and that is a big big facet of the game um one guy I'd be somewhat concerned about though if I'm Joe Burrow because obviously your biggest attack is Jamar Chase now, Jamar Chase is going to be facing Jalen Ramsey, who has allowed 60 or more receiving yards in primary coverage of a single wide receiver only once this season. However, that one time was in the divisional round. Mike Evans got 97 yards. Jamar Chase, he's a young, quick guy with a lot of acceleration. I think Jalen Ramsey could have his hands full. He'll have his hands full, and he'll be covering Jamar Chase as they're coming out of the tunnel before the game starts. Like he's <laughs> going to be, you know, he'll be on him like a fat kid on Smarties. Diabetes. I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to double cover him. Uh, if they're going to use man to man, they they mostly go with his own coverage. So, uh, you know, I think they I think they put a couple guys on him, leaving the other side of the field open for guys like um, T. Higgins, right? Yep. Now, how did now on the other side? How do you figure uh, the Bengals' defense uh, plays against Cooper Cup? Just like Jamar Chase doesn't seem like anything any team tries to scheme can really hold him back. Ironically, I was going to ask you the same question. Being a former defensive player, if you were their defensive coordinator, what would you what would you suggest for covering Cooper Cup? Because guy doesn't seem like he's coverable. So. The only way you can really, but this is going to open up other possibilities, right, for Matt Stafford. But when the receiver comes off the line, you've got the corner there. 
Yeah. Uh, he's your primary. If it's a short route and he's going in, you're going to want one of those linebackers or somebody in the inside, the maybe the nickelback spying and trying to stay with him. And then when he goes back over top, you've got to have help up top. Like from a strong safety or? Yeah, for, well, from whoever. Like he, The problem is he's going to line up all over the field. So yeah. you'd have to have... Um, You'd have to have all those coverages, in, which, I mean, you know, it's not like uh, they can't plan for this kind of stuff, but it would be very tough to, to plan that out and, and keep it because now that you've got three guys on the defense basically spying one dude, yeah, you've opened up other parts of the field, and Matt Stafford can hit guys when they're sitting in zones. Ironically, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase finished first and second, respectively, in combined regular season and playoff receiving yards, which will make this the first time the top two face each other against each other rather in the Super Bowl. That is some weird, wild stuff. That is funny. I did not know that. <laughs> yes. And here's my first prop for you. Talking about double covering Cooper Cup or triple covering Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson, okay? Long yep. reception over... 17 and a half minus 115. He's had 20 plus yard receptions in 12 of LA's 20 games this season. And he's going to be the primary recipient of uh, that Cooper Cup's presence creates. So um, Van Jefferson over 17 and a half for his longest reception. That's money in the bank right there, buddy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I also, there's, there's, there are a couple, uh, props i like in the way of player defensive interceptions now a couple of these are kind of long shots but in my digging for stats this week i found that stafford and burrows 31 combined regular season ints are the most by opposing starting quarterbacks in a super bowl since brady and warner did it in 2001 wow so I, you know, you've got like Jalen Ramsey plus 65 to get a pick on over like over half a pick, right? Yep. You've got uh, Darius Williams at plus 600. You've got a woozy at plus 650 uh, for the Bengals. And then, of course, you've also got uh, Hilton at, at plus 650 and Bates at plus 500. And any of those might be worth a five spot on you to get down on because, I mean, there are going to be some picks in this game. You're not going to hate me. Yeah, spoiler alert, I'm going to actually, uh, I got some long odds ones that I'll share with you later, but it ties into exactly what you're talking about right now. Trivia time, Andy. Oh, oh okay. The Bengals are one of five teams with multiple Super Bowl appearances and zero wins. They lost to San Fran in both appearances. I'm sure you're smiling, I can just tell. Uh, 1988 and 81. Uh, can you name the other four teams that have multiple Super Bowl appearances and no wins? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. They've, they've lost four. Buffalo Bills. Yes. Who have also lost four. The, the next two have lost two each. Yeah. I give up. The Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers were there twice. Oh yes, that's right. They had that back and forth with, uh, New England on, in a crazy fourth quarter game. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yep, uh, exactly. Before we move on, uh, T. Higgins to get over 65 and a half yards. As we said before, Jalen Ramsey's going to be covering Jamar Chase. 
And in his last two games, T. Higgins has 96 and 103 yards respectively. And that was against some pretty good defenses in KC and Tennessee. So again, T. Higgins over 68 and a half yards. Might also be worth a look at an anytime touchdown at plus 162. Higgins uh, gets a lot of looks when they're inside the 20. Yeah, I, uh, I made that bet last game and he dropped one in the end zone. Yeah, I also did have that one, but he's not going to do it again. <laughs> no, well, I, uh, technically, that should have been called holding because he was only trying to make the catch with one hand because the other one was all wrapped up in the DB. But um, Whenever I hear tight ends dropping passes in the Super Bowl, I always think of, uh, like, we're going way back now, but back in the Roger Staubach days of Jackie uh, Smith when he dropped that one. Oh, he's got to be the oh. sickest man in America. Oh, that was wide open. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah. one. What was that? That was against the Steelers, I believe. It's third down and three. Dallas at the Pittsburgh 10. Roger back to throw. Has a man open in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Drop. Dropped in the end zone. Jackie Smith all by himself. Oh, bless his heart. He's got to be the sickest man in America. Yeah, and another name that came up during last game, Samaj P. Ryan. Backup running back, but this prop is for receptions. Over one and a half receptions at plus 105. He's actually been over that number in eight of his last 12 games, including four targets and a touchdown against the Chiefs last week, or two weeks ago, rather. So, Samaj P. Ryan, over one and a half receptions, plus 105. I hear that. Here's some more money for your pocket. You have a nice, nice, nice. I've got a trivia question for you, Matty. Shoot. Which quarterback has accumulated the most rushing yards of all the Super Bowl appearances that he's played in. Accumulated. Steve Young. Oh, God damn, you're close. Yeah? Close. Joe Montana. Get out of here. 105 rushing yards in four appearances in the Super Bowl. I, I was astonished when I saw that answer. The OG Joe Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, no joke. Speaking of great quarterbacks, I, you know, Matthew Stafford, not sure if I put him in that category, at least yet. This, this one falls under the category of you can take the boy out of the NFC North, but you can't take the NFC North out of the boy. No one in this league has thrown more picks than John Matthew Stafford this entire season. And anytime INT is yes at minus 130. Not pretty. Kind of vanilla, but I guarantee you that one's going to cash at the wicket. So Matthew Stafford, anytime interception, yes, at minus 130. You know, it really makes you think he goes by his middle name, right? What's he running from? <laughs> like <laughs> bouncing Detroit. checks all over Detroit and he's yeah, probably. on the run? I don't know, man. He's on the lamb. Oh, I'm sorry. You're looking for John Matthew Stafford. I'm Matthew Stafford, <laughs> the quarterback of the Lions. I know you might not know me because nobody comes to our games. Exactly. Well, we shit on him a lot, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's rightfully so. He's got a 48-and-a-half passer rating and six INTs in games when pressured more than nine times this season. That includes the playoffs. And he's been pressured nine or more times in nine of his last 12 games. He was not pressured any of those kind of times in the first eight games of the season. So I was mentioning off the top how I thought Cincinnati's defense has really come on. And uh, they're, you know, look what they did with Patrick Mahomes in the second half when they had to clamp down. 
Yeah. Right. So Matthew Stafford uh, had better get the ball out quick because, uh, man, I think he's going to be facing a lot as, you know, as is Joe Burrow. But we've seen Joe Burrow, uh, what he does against pressure. Matt Stafford. Fold faster than Superman on laundry day. Do you think Vaughn Miller is going to be coming down Joe Burrow's throat? Training with your uh, trainer on your own and on Instagram is not, you know, the same as Vaughn Miller coming down your throat. Actually, of the four quarterbacks that played um, in the championship round, Joe Burrow had the fastest release time, and that was out of necessity. And he's going to have to get the ball out quickly this time as well. So you're going to see a lot of, you know, quick slant patterns. Um, that's how I see him getting the ball to chase to avoid Ramsey, just using that big size of his over the middle. I think the, the middle in between the hash marks is going to basically where he's going to have to set up shop. Yeah, I think they should establish a bit of a run game as well. I I, think, uh, that. See, that's, well, that's what they tried the last game. They ran the ball almost every single time on first down, and second down was like second and nine, second and eight, and then so basically they're playing CFL rules where you give them two downs to pass. Yeah, but see, I, I didn't say they should be predictable. I said they should establish a run. Sometimes that just means getting a couple good, timely, well-executed runs that keeps that pass rush a little bit more honest and they're not coming as hard upfield because if you do that against a good run, uh, you know, you're, you're leaving holes open for the running back to just blaze right through. So I'm not, I'm definitely not for what they did last game against KC, which is, Oh, it's not working. Let's do more of it. It's execute a few good timely ones. Now, if it's not working, it's not working, but you've got to try. Well, I think, you know, if you're going to compare the coaching matchup, this kind of where Zach Taylor falls short of what McVeigh does, and that's disguised uh, game scheming and, and play calling. Um, he's he's not done a very good job of it so far in the playoffs. So he's had an extra week to figure that out, add a few more wrinkles. I can honestly see Jamar Chase being used a little bit like Debo Samuel had been at the end of the season with the 49ers, getting involved in the running game a little bit. I can definitely see that, especially since they've had two weeks to prepare, right? You can put a couple extra plays in a package for him. Yeah. Now, another thing about this, um, these two teams, they rank number one and number two in fewest penalty yards committed per game, uh, floating just around 37. And in, in fact, in number of penalties, they rank second and third just behind the Packers. So this prop, the total is minus 10 and a half. Minus 135 for total penalties accepted for both teams combined. And, you know, so you're already getting a full digit above their average. Couple that with, as we say, no real home teams here. So you're not going to have false starts as a result of noise being an issue. The refs know that they're going to be highly scrutinized and highly chastised if we hear from them too much. Ron Torber, the referee in this game, his crew finished the regular season with the forced fourth fewest number of flags per game of 17 officiating crews. And he, although he's not going to be working with his typical crew, um, this guy went to Harvard Law School and he probably knows better. Personal foul on number 99 of the defense. After he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there at the 15-yard penalty. So you're going under 10 and a half. That's correct. Pay a little bit of juice, but that sounds pretty reasonable to me. Again, not pretty, but if you want cash in the bank. I would not bet on that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to win a buttload of money. I've got a trivia prop. Oh, well, 
You hit me up with this trivia prop. This is new. What was the first prop bet ever put out by a casino? This one's sort of tailored for you, Matthew. The Gatorade color? Mm. No, whether William the Refrigerator Perry would score a touchdown. Oh, maybe that's why Walter didn't get the ball. Maybe Dicka had money on uh, William Perry. Yep. Yep. Dicka, you fucker. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more trivia question for you as well, then. Right. All right. This one, uh, this one should be pretty easy, but I thought I'd throw up a softball for you. Okay. Can you name the four teams that have never been to a Super Bowl? I can. We Go ahead. Detroit Lions. Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Houston Texans. Yes. And someone else who escapes me. Who's the fourth? The Cleveland Browns. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, I've got. Oh, I've got one more for you. Let's do it. Here we go, Matthew. What team? Has played in four Super Bowls but never held a lead. The Minnesota Vikings? You are correct, sir. Yes! I got two more quick props for you. Uh, the first half, right now, under sits at 23 and a half with some juice at minus 115. Now, as we know, Tom Brady has been to the big dance 10 times before. Can you imagine that in the first quarter, his teams have scored one touchdown and one field goal. That's it. Now, these two guys have never been to the big dance before. So right now, the first quarter line is nine and a half. I could see a legit field goal and maybe a, some freaky play that gets you to 10. So I don't like it. But if you wait till closer to game time, I guarantee you that 23 and a half is going to look like 24. And once it hits there, pounce all over the under, baby. And lastly... This is actually a double prop. So we're betting on both quarterbacks in their first passing attempt for that to be incomplete. Why are we doing both? Because both odds sit at plus 175. So you just have to get one of them correct. A few butterflies in their stomach. You can easily see it happening. You get one of them correct, you're making money. If you make two of them both, then you're making a lot of money. I hear that. Here's some more money for your pocket. You have a nice, nice, nice. Well, dude, it's come down to this. It is the end of the season. Always sad to do the last show of the year with you. I'm always excited to see the Super Bowl, but then I know I've got many, many months of no football, which is very sad. But uh, this should be an excellent that. Super Bowl. And, dude, it's the year of the fucking tiger. It is the year of the tiger. And I am super stoked on this Bengals team. And maybe I'm riding the fever of Dr. Johnny Fever looking down from heaven on his Bengals. And he's thinking, I think we're going to win this one today. They're going to win one for the Gipper. So you're the Tiger. Yep. Joe Burrow's dick has been in town for three weeks. I'm making mm -hmm. my last money line, Matty pick of the year. It is the Bengals to cover on the money line. Let's go Bengals. Oh. oh! I've got the jungle fever too, baby. I'm picking them to win outright. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. 
Well, thank you for listening to Almost Wise Guys Super Bowl Extravaganza. We hope you enjoy Super Bowl 56 this weekend, and we hope you're able to cash in all that love at the wicket the next day. Uh, if you like what you heard here, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, then you won't miss a show. And you can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com. We will be back probably with a preview of each one of the divisions just before the season so you'll probably hear from us sometime in august but it was a super pleasure from uh myself and andy to hang out with you throughout this entire football uh season so uh from the coast and oster studios for andy the prognosticator atridge back at almost wise guys central i'm maddie buller get out and pick yourself a winner if you liked our podcast please share it with a friend if you hated it please share it with two enemies tune in next season at the same bad time on the same bat channel, Sayonara. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking, from town to town, up and down the dial. WKRP in Cincinnati